With Montana News, I'm Erica Zurich. The National Bison Range in northwest Montana is one step closer to being fully managed by the Confederated Salish and Kootenai Tribes. MTPR's Aaron Bolton reports, the U.S. Interior Department put the 19,000 acres of land into trust Wednesday. The transfer of the land out of the National Wildlife Refuge System into tribal control is part of the CSKT Water Compact passed by Congress last year. The land will still be owned by the federal government, but placed in trust for the tribes. That means the land will be under management of the tribes for the first time since 1908, when the federal government took the land from the Flathead Indian Reservation. The tribes began to take over management of the bison range late last year. Tribal officials will manage the range with operational and financial support from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service over the next two years. CSKT will eventually fully fund management and conservation of the range. Aaron Bolton, Montana Public Radio News. Butte Silverbow County has announced the winners of its first COVID-19 vaccine sweepstakes. The five winners won $10,000 or $5,000 each. The weekly drawings will be held each Thursday through September 30th. The Butte Silverbow Health Department is also beginning a new marketing campaign about the safety and effectiveness of the vaccines, targeting those ages 12 to 59. In Silverbow County, 56% of the eligible population is fully vaccinated. A bipartisan agreement on a national infrastructure plan is being lauded by President Joe Biden, but it's far from a done deal. As MTPR's Edward O'Brien reports, Montana's U.S. Senator's reaction to the deal may offer a glimpse of the significant hurdles ahead. Montana U.S. Senator John Tester helped hammer out the $1.2 trillion infrastructure compromise, which he describes as landmark legislation. This truly is a once-in-a-century investment in American infrastructure. And I'm quite proud to be, have been a part of this. Tester, a Democrat, acknowledges the plan's details are still few and far in between, but he says it provides a solid framework for critical investments in rural infrastructure. Those projects include improvements in roads and bridges, broadband and water infrastructure. We've got regional water projects in our state that are really important. And we get this thing across the finish line to get the president's signature on it. This is going to put those to bed. But getting it across that finish line may be tricky. The agreement must now win broader support of both progressive Democrats and conservative Republicans. President Biden Thursday also announced he would not sign the deal unless it crossed his desk with a separate bill with investments in what a White House briefing refers to as human infrastructure. That includes money allocated for child care and family tax credits. Montana's Republican U.S. Senator Steve Dane says that position undermines the fundamental purpose of bipartisan deals. A statement released by Dane's office Thursday did not reveal a position on the brokered infrastructure deal, but did include fairly rare and pointed advice to his counterpart John Tester. Quote, with a 50-50 split Senate and each senator having the power to stop any legislation from moving forward, Senator Daines hopes that Senator Tester would not allow President Biden to hold any true infrastructure compromise hostage and refuse to support a multi-trillion dollar social welfare package with massive tax increases, end quote. The Associated Press reports that separate bill would likely include tax increases on people making more than $400,000 a year and an increase in the corporate tax rate. Edward O'Brien, Montana Public Radio.
Oil pumped from Native American lands in the U.S. increased almost tenfold since 2009 to more than 130 million barrels annually, bringing new wealth to a handful of tribes. Other tribes left out of the drilling boom have become increasingly outspoken against fossil fuels as climate change's impacts grow worse. Drilling on tribal lands is overseen by the federal government, and burning that oil produces greenhouse gas emissions equivalent to millions of vehicles. With huge reserves of fossil fuels on tribal lands still untapped, the Biden administration faces competing pressures to help develop them even as it seeks to curb emissions. A Montana commission has advanced proposed rules that would allow the use of snares to hunt wolves and extend the wolf trapping season after the Republican-controlled legislature passed laws earlier this year meant to reduce the state's wolf population. Representative Paul Fielder said the rules do not meet the legislative intent of the bills to reduce the state's wolf population from around 950 to 280. Dozens have spoken out to oppose the rule changes. The commission is not expected to make a final decision on the rules until August. A Montana man has been arrested for allegedly causing a fire along the Montana-Wyoming border that has burned 46 square miles and torched more than two dozen homes and other structures. 55-year-old John Lightburn of Bridger allegedly started the fire in the Robertson Draw area while attempting to repair his motorcycle in forest land closed to motorized vehicles. A special state committee is sending Montana's governor a $74 million spending plan for federal aid to health care programs. MTPR's Shaley Rager reports the money is targeted to boost low-income energy assistance, services for the elderly, and Montana's child care industry. The recommendations include more than $38 million in grants to child care providers. That plan received the most support during the committee's public meeting Thursday. Colette Box is the director of Discovery Development Center in Kalispell. Montana child care system has reached a critical point, as you've already heard, in its efforts to serve Montana's working families and be part of the economic recovery of the state. Adam Meyer, director of the state health department, noted that providers in Montana's urban areas only have capacity to serve 27 percent of children under the age of six, and rural providers only have capacity to serve 15 percent of those children. Certainly child care deserts uh, continue to be an issue. An issue. They existed before the pandemic um, in areas throughout the state, but the pandemic resulted in more closed child care businesses. The child care issue largely went unaddressed during the 2021 legislative session. Governor Greg Gianforte pledged that federal dollars from the American Rescue Plan Act would be deployed to help. The committee also voted to send $27 million to the state's low-income home energy assistance program. Other suggested allocations include money for a similar water assistance program, adult protective services, and programs to support the elderly and people who are disabled living at home. The committee's recommendations for spending will now move to Gianforte for approval or modification. I'm Shaley Rager, Montana Public Radio News. This is Montana Public Radio.